It's <laughs> <laughs> gone. All right, uh, this is uh, actually our session two of our Austin trip on our next show. And, it's a uh, double header. Double header. Uh, let me give you the same rant and spill that I give you every time. You know, go check us out on our Facebook page, Real Talk uh, Texas. Go to our website, realtalkbeaumont.com. Uh, go to our YouTube page, Real Talk Beaumont. Look at all the videos, a lot of the artists that we have coming up there pretty soon. And joining me as always is Chris Hastry. Hello, Dustball. And we have in the studio with us also is Elliot. Elliot Frazier. Huh? Yeah. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Do you guys use compression on your podcast, See, or is it just yeah. all... Uh, I knew this was going to be an easy one. We no don't even have to ask questions. No compression at all. Ask all right, there I'll, I'll be sure to have yes. a consistent there volume to my voice. That would help, as always, but there is compression, yes. Before and after. Okay. Even better compression. Okay. I don't really know what I'm so doing. So I can talk like this, and it'll be fine? Well, that probably got picked up, but, you know, come on. All right. So, Elliot's here, and uh, Elliot, of course, everybody knows him from uh, the movie E.T. E.T. Phone Home. He's like, damn. And, uh, yes. of course, he's the, uh, the lead singer of Ringo Death Star. Ringo Death Star. The best band in the world. I don't know if you could call me the lead singer anymore. I think Alex kind of sings. Oh, boy. Really? I think it's kind of evened out, you know. Even down, I think, or I think she think might sing a little more. Actually, oh, so she's a lead singer. So we have the backup singer for Ringo yeah, Dester here, here with us, Desk, yeah, Elliot yeah. Frazier. Yeah, what's been going on? Huh? Are you happy to be here? Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You know, I've had have you a ever heard of, this show? A lot of family coming into town. <laughs> yeah, we've heard me some of your wall. rants earlier. You don't, if you want to, you yeah, can. I'll keep so. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they listen to this show. So. No, no, no. So you just, you just, you just, uh, you just had the new baby and everything. Yeah. So, but so I guess Rigo Deathstar is kind of taking a little small break while you get time to accumulate and everything with the, I never the new thought kid. You, you get the family life together, right? Well, a break from touring, from touring, but, but not right. a break from. Uh, do, you know, we still play two or three times a month. Okay. Because we have to keep our keep our uh, van payments on time and the right. practice space and all that. So, so. where where's some of the places that, that, that y'all have toured just over since you've been together? Or where's your favorite place, maybe? Well, we've been we've been to everywhere. USA, Canada, <laughs> Mexico, <laughs> Chile, Brazil, okay. uh, Japan, Hong Kong, <laughs> UK, France, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Czech Republic, uh, Austria, Germany, uh, Luxembourg. God dang. Uh, Belgium. See, now, you, now you have to say Netherlands. Yeah, you can't leave them out now. Uh, Norway, uh, uh, Sweden, Switzerland, yeah. Israel, and... Uh, I don't know, maybe that's all. <laughs> so there you have it. Another Real Talk exclusive. Ringo Deathstar has been to other continents. Uh, almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But which one's your favorite place to go? Uh, Japan. Japan, for sure. Yeah. Good, good crowds out there, good mixture of people. And not everybody's not really a mixture. Japan. Just Brigham was on our show, Japanese, and he, yeah. he loves Japan, too. Yeah. Loves right? Japan. Yeah. You remember Brigham, huh? Yeah, Brigham. <laughs> How come that never happened with the wrestling and you guys hooking up? You know, I don't know. Stage. I think we're a little uh, grossed out by all the blood. <laughs> Have you seen his show? I mean, it's yeah. Oh yes, it's well, not. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not fake. No, yeah, his wrestling is not fake. No, it's, at all. the barbed wire to the face is pretty real. Yeah, he's, he's got some pretty gnarly scars on his head right now. I mean, him hung out the night before we came out here. <laughs> it's it's getting a little out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> Brigham, any time you want to meet in the parking lot. This is Elliot talking. Uh, you can, uh, <laughs> all right, never mind. Uh, you know so did. you like music, is that right, Elliot? Our research shows that. You could say that. Do you like making music with your friends? Uh, I don't really have any friends. <laughs> That's true. I mean, are you guys like good friends, or you just like? Is it kind of business by now? You just meet up. You see enough of each other. You don't really have to. I mean, I think we're friends, but you know, yeah. We, we we generally uh, don't hang out when we're home. Because you don't like each other? or No, we like each other. <laughs> I think that's why we like each other. 
<laughs> only got to hang out with them when you're you're in the van this close to them forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we smelling we each other's butts all day, like are for you, months at a time. And are you guys like recording something right now? Yeah, or? well, I mean, we're like making demos. So another album release is imminent. Yeah. You know, I, I really thought this interview would go a little different. <laughs> you're, think you're, you're over there monotone. Like, hey, why don't, hey, yeah, you. I'm just following <laughs> the energy yeah. in the... Uh, why don't how, you... How, is, how, how long y'all been together, Ring of Death Star? Oh, man, which... Uh, well, like the actual formation of the whole band that y'all stuck with. Uh, since t- 2008 is when Daniel, Alex, and I were all together. Right, he's still Daniel from the Sharks in Space. Who was took, a, took him from you. Who was a well, very he moved, big He band. did move here. Chris has got uh, bad blood about volition. that. Yeah. He, he's been saying, like, no, I'm, I'm just going to let him have it for stealing Daniel from me. That's yeah. not true. The whole trip well, up he here. never did. <laughs> still waiting. Still waiting. How, how long after that, when y'all were together, did the first <laughs> album come together that y'all put out? Right when Daniel joined, we put out some 7-inch. And then uh, and then we started working on our first album, Color Trip, which was recorded in 2000. And ten, but it came out a year after it was recorded, for you know, because record labels, it's just how they think that it should be done. Is that is that the album that picked y'all up, where you started getting noticed more a lot, and then you yeah. were, you were asked to start going on tours and everything like that? Yeah. What are some or like some of the bands that ask you to come on tour? How does that all go about? Like when they get in touch <coughs> with you and everything, and they let you know, hey, we're playing these dates here. And how, how does like walk us through that step? Well, uh, first, I, yeah, this is, it's not, farting isn't funny anymore. He asked you a question, so why don't you answer it? Yeah, I'm about to. You don't like farts? You're going to no, sit just, there, oh, Mr. Austin, funny. you don't, not funny anymore. so you think farts aren't funny? No. You're going to sit there and tell me farts aren't funny? No. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. All right, all right. Well, Farts are yeah. fucking hilarious. My, my baby farted earlier. Where were we there? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention because I was farting. What are the, what, what, I'm sorry. I wanted to walk us through uh, how they come out with other bands and get with them to go touring with them. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I don't really remember how we got uh, hooked up with the wedding, this band, The Wedding Present. They're, you know, they, their heyday was like in the late 80s, early 90s or whatever. They like we, we we played a gig in L.A. with them, and then all of a sudden we did a tour with them in England, and then uh, and then our our booking agent like finagled us a, a tour with some other people, uh, Dean Wareham from Galaxy Five Hundred, and uh, Britta Phillips were touring together. It's uh, that was a good tour, um, and then we. Then the Smashing Pumpkins guitar player Jeff Schroeder called me while I was at work and asked us to tour, and that was pretty insane. Yeah, that was a big time, right? Yeah, opening but it's, for the Pumpkins. The, the, you know, it's it's weirder for me because Jeff Schroeder, of course, uh, he's you know when Billy Corgan reformed the band in 2007 without the original lineup, Jeff Schroeder was the guitar player instead of James Eha. And he has been ever since. And but before this, Jeff Schroeder was in a band called Lassie Foundation, which I found on Napster. Right. Back in those days. Back so in the Napster day. day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I loved Lassie Foundation. And <laughs> yeah, here I he is. walking around. Yeah. You were like the only person that liked that band. Yeah. Around you know where we grew up. Yeah. So. <laughs> but Maybe anyway. there was one other person. Well, I don't mean to interrupt. So. You're, you're very interruptive tonight. I'm trying anyway, to find Jeff, a rhythm. Jeff called us. I was at work. <laughs> you know, whatever. The rest. We were not prepared for that tour, right. I say. Like, really? Our, our skill level. It's going to hit you by surprise, like, holy shit. We That's where we kind of figured out that we, like, sucked really bad. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, we were, like, we were using, like, backing tracks and shit, you know? Like, because, um, okay, when we did our album Color Trip, we... We didn't really take into account, like, can we even play this live, you know? Right. It was all, like, a studio creation. Like, yeah. half the stuff was made up in the studio with, like, you know, gear, and it only exists in the studio. Yeah. But what, you didn't have time to rehearse, like, before this? That no, tour, well, we, had, we were a four-piece at that time, and then, oh, and then yeah. Renan left. Right, okay. So we, we were a three-piece, and it was like, well, do we get a, another guy? And we decided to stay a three-piece. Yeah. So, like, in order to 
compensate, we we were using backing tracks, right? And it was just not. It's. Uh, I mean, it wasn't going over very well for you. It sucked, <laughs> man. Like we, you know. So like here we are playing in front of like six, <laughs> seven thousand people, like with our stupid like iPod backing track. <laughs> God, I mean, you know. You're so, not. A, you're not a good lip singer, or. No, no, it was like bass. Like the bass would be <laughs> on a backing track, uh, and, and Alex would play guitar on some songs. Like, Why do they do that? Is it just because of the way those songs were that needed that? Because when we saw Van Halen, they obviously yes, were using that. They shit were using too. the shit out of that. Because yeah. uh, you like uh, you know on Jump at the end that was their big closer, and he's just going do do the bass line goes do 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 like one note the whole fucking song. Yeah. Uh, he just like lets go of the bass. The song is keeps going, and he's throwing picks out with both hands. Yeah, and the song is you know still going. It was like almost so, the whole song. You sure, he was it just wasn't on though. a delay. Like he'd hit a delay pedal. Maybe was, he could have. I don't know. But when I saw that, I was like, all right, it's time to yeah. go. Let's beat the crap. Well, it, I mean, it, at the time, I thought I thought we needed to do that because like these songs have these parts, and like you know we we weren't really. I mean, I don't think we were good enough at that time to yeah. like to to change the arrangements to to be like. You know, to fit our three piece. Right. You know, we did later, of course, but uh, yeah. I mean, after that tour, we like reevaluated what what we were doing, like how the sound, everything you wanted to go, and the direction you were trying to move forward into, and all that. Yeah, because like before that Smashing Pumpkins tour, we had recorded a uh, like a, an EP that was released like right when we went on the tour, yeah. and those songs were like done in kind of in the same manner as Color Trip, where it was more like. You know, it was heavily influenced by like bands like Nine Inch Nails or like hip hop production styles where the drums were not like the drums didn't have to be the real drums. You could you could use like electronic yeah. like samples or like any of that kind of weird stuff. Right. And, and and having like multiple parts, even though there's only one guitar player, you'd have like three guitar parts right. that were like the hook, like you know. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I guess uh, one of the assumptions we had at the time was like. Oh, like we're gonna get really famous and like everything work out. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know. I thought that at that time too. But yeah, it didn't didn't happen, and we were just we were up there, yeah, like with nothing to hide behind, <laughs> with a fucking iPod playing a bass track. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so what? Were like people calling you out or something from the crowd? Did you notice a negative reaction? <clears throat> I mean, I guess the you know a negative reaction would be like. No reaction. <laughs> like nothing really happened. <laughs> like no, okay. nothing good happened. So having said all that, is that why they didn't ask you back? No, we did. We did go back. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, we did. We played more dates with them in the U.S. Okay. The next the following year. Then I, we're, I'm going to have to take this up with our research your, guy. Your research is wrong. Our research guy told us that you guys like really sucked. But apparently you're like a really good band. Oh, uh, that's becoming clear to me now. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should take a break, huh? All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a little break. We need a couple more beers in this, and we're gonna come back. I want to. I want to talk to you whenever we come back about um, you know uh, albums that you put out after that, some of your favorites, and uh, some of your favorite moments about being out on tour, All right. and then just being back in the, the states and everything. All right? All right, we'll see y'all here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, this is Elliot from uh, Ringo Death Star, and you're uh, you're uh, listening to. Uh, 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 Real Talk Texas. Now here another incident where shit go wrong as shit. Great party, huh, babe? I had way too much to drink. I gotta get up in the morning, but I haven't eaten anything tonight. Okay, sexy. Well, let's just see what we have in the fridge then. Hmm. And some blueberries? Nah, too acidic. Banana? Again, too acidic. What the hell's that doing in the fridge? Okay, I can make you a sweet potato. We don't have that much time. How about a can of beans? Ha! What is this now? Are you trying to make it where I don't get laid at the end of this? <sighs> There's a freezer bag of broccoli and Brussels sprouts. You're joking, right? Leftover lasagna? No. Cookies and cream? No! I'll make you a steak then. No! Order a pizza? No! Titties? No, 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 you got it all wrong! Well, what do you want? That Mac! And a divorce. Mmm, that Mac dough. Now closed Mondays for your convenience. 
Hey, and we're back from the break. And uh, hey, so uh, before before we left, we're talking about your uh, your album. You know, the first album. Then you went on tour a couple of times and everything. Yeah, that was back in 2010. 11 uh, when we did the tour. Well, no, talking about the album. Release. Oh yeah, it was 2010. No, tour. no, it was recorded in 10. Recorded in 10. Okay. And then we sat on our asses for a whole year. Oh, like and then it was nothing released. With it? <laughs> yeah. That seems to be a trend. We just interviewed somebody who uh, sat on their ass for 10 years and finally interviewed his, uh, released his album. It was the car accident that helped it. Yeah. Fahrenbacher. Gotta get it. Have you heard of Matt Fahrenbacher? I have. Yeah. How is it being friends with Chris? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he pushes my buttons all the time. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> It's just a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I think about things all the time, like, you know, uh, playing shows or going, like, when we're staying at somebody's house or on the, in a hotel or something. The few times I was on the road, I thought I was pretty entertaining. Did you get naked a lot while you were Oh, on I've got pictures to prove it. I have. I still have the pictures. Oh, nice. Naked in a hotel room in Oklahoma City. <laughs> just every yeah. city is like, I'm going to get just naked in every posing. city. He's just posing. Well, that night, we were delirious. <laughs> yeah, we you know, we were trying <laughs> to be punk rock and not sleep in hotels. Right. <laughs> and we drove like overnight after a gig in Omaha or, or something. Which was um, awesome there. <laughs> Well, we did stay with that guy at the pizza yeah. place, which yeah. that place is still in business, actually. Pizza really? shop. Yeah. Does he remember you? Well, I didn't I didn't go in. That guy was so cool. We had, like, no money. So yeah. we were all going to split, like, one slice of pizza at this pizza place <laughs> we found. And this guy's like, yeah, you guys need a band? Yeah, you playing in it? <laughs> and uh, we are like, yeah. He's like, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a pizza. It's on me. This is my store. Uh, nice. Like a whole pizza, some salad and shit. I'll come to your show, and if you can't find like any place to stay, you can stay with me. Yeah, sure I got enough. kids. My wife has the kids. I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, yeah, like a whole yeah. bedroom, like middle aged guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like a that's bedroom like with a crib. The start to like a scary movie though. But no, you know it's like in the Bible. That's like in the Bible days, you know. Like, yeah, we take just care didn't... of strangers, right? Right. And traveling strangers coming through, you, you well, that welcome was, them. That was cool. Though, yeah, that was cool. The guy that stuff that doesn't you don't care about the danger. That was cool. The guy. I'm glad no, you're we, still alive. You know, we like Ringo Death Star has uh, done that uh, ninety percent of the time stayed with grab a fan from the show like yeah we'll come stay over there i mean you know <laughs> after after doing it multiple times they become you yeah, know them. you know them. like they go to all and your then, shows and then and they like thing. and then they buy a house and then it's nicer and <laughs> right. then you start staying with like you know you get older people with fucking yeah so, so you just like help yourself to shit when you're there and no, like, they feed us man yeah. you wake up and you're like here we got we got breakfast like mm, help yourself <laughs> Well, nice. like, that's awesome. It's like, crazy. It's like, or Daniel's like, I don't eat chicken nuggets or something, right? Yeah, Daniel says like, that. Herman's great adventure going on over there. Do you think that's weird that he doesn't eat chicken nuggets? Well, he's never tasted chicken in his life. I think I've seen him. We had a bet so once. He was sneaking a nugget? No, I, uh, we had a bet once. And <laughs> I think he lost chicken it. Nuggets before there was a ping pong out. game series we were doing. And I said, if I win, you have to eat like a piece of chicken. Chicken nugget. I think I won. And... He didn't do it. I was on, you know, a lot of stuff back then and right now. So I can't recall it. But I think he did. But he told me he's he never it. put chicken in his mouth. Maybe he cheated. Maybe he didn't hold it up. Might have. I thought that would be a little bit more interesting to go into. So we'll go back to... It wasn't uh, interesting at all. So <laughs> after the 2011, the 2011 tour, uh, when did y'all put out the next album? I think it was... Was this a timeline? I think it was 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012. Yeah, we um, at this point everything just kind of got weird because uh, our label, like our, the label that was putting out our records in the UK, was like I guess you'd call them our main label. Right. Uh, so they were like running low on on money, um, because you know it was a small label and what whatnot and. Uh, so in order to do this record, we had to uh, do a, a, a like a like a Kickstarter type thing, mm. but it was called uh, GoFundMe. No, <laughs> I can't even remember. It, it was, was called for, Standing on the Side. It of the was road. like made. It was like like tailored for bands, like yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, mm. so we did one. Uh, so that we could make the album. And so that was a giant mistake. 
I mean, we, you know, we reached our goal. I mean, our fans really like came forth, and yeah. you know, we we you know, it took like three days for us, to, and it, you know, we surpassed our goal that we asked for, but but we had a deadline now. Then you had to actually get in there and do it. Deadline, the deadline, fucking like, you know, really crunched me, man. Like, uh, so like we went, we went in and did the album. You know, we decided it was going to be like a, a live album. We're going to go and play it, you know, play the songs. Right. And, you know, like, you know, which was the opposite of Color Trip, or where we like programmed stuff and like <laughs> yeah. manipulated the drums till they sounded like, you know, a drum machine. Yeah. Anyway, we went in and, and, and tracked it, um, which was all fine. It was when, you know, w- when we were mixing it, you know, it was like running out of time. Right. I mean, there's two songs on there that were mixed in the last hour of, like, the last day. You know what Damn. I mean? Like, <laughs> just, like... So, like, yeah, that was it. We had yeah. we had to, like, turn it in and, like... Were you doing the mixing, too? And all yeah, that I mixed... That was my first time to, like, do a, do a mix, like, completely on my own. And so I did... that's the, what killed you. Well, I did the mix, like, analog style. Um, w- like, on the board <coughs> with, like, the outboard gear. And, like, just to make it harder for yourself. Because you're on a deadline, you know. Why I mean, not? <laughs> you know, some of the songs came out great. Some of them like could have used a little more work, but you know, we just ran out of time. And um, I see y'all's album pro- albums progressively each time getting better and stronger and way cooler. Well, I think the songs on on that album, which is which I didn't want it to have a name, but it was just you know the, the label was like we need to have a name. Yeah. I just wanted it to be the color that it was, mauve. But they they put a stamp on it and called it mauve. <laughs> anyway, so they decided to grab a name for you. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've got some really great memories of making that album, and uh, you know, the, uh, the the songs on there are really cool. Uh, but yeah, some of them literally has just like ran out of time to yeah. to, to get it right. You know, well, how many albums do I got out total? Uh, three full albums and, and a few EPs. Okay. Yeah. So, like, is whenever you go in there and you start, like, the writing process, like, if y'all put out an album, when you're done with it, you know, you like, you do your, your release, you play that album for a little while, do y'all just, like, kind of, like, take a little couple of months off, just relax, and, like, maybe you'll have a spark of inspiration, write something down and bring it to everybody? Or do y'all just kind of all get together at one time, collaborate, and say, what do y'all want to do? This is probably the first time you really stopped for a while huh no actually we went for we, we did go for a while after after mauve actually okay so yeah. like so we were on tour for mauve and um and uh we were touring the u.s and we were supposed to go to europe like immediately after you know just like, it was going to be like one big long tour yeah but the european dates weren't happening they weren't coming together and it was getting down to the last minute and we had like some dates booked right but like it wouldn't have been worth it to go like we would have you know we would have lost money and, and, yeah. you know, and at this point it's like you can't we're not at the point anymore where we can just lose thousands of dollars yeah, to go it. on tour so you know i had to cancel the the tour i think there was some like big thing happening in spain with their economy people were is like some austerity measures or yeah. like protests and you know, no one was going to shows promoters were like bailing out like you know mm. you know losing their fucking like foothold like whatever yeah <laughs> anyway so i had to cancel the show or the tour for europe and that was like the worst day of my life at that right. point another thing i mean not only do you do all this stuff but you're also i think uh kind of the manager right yeah i'm like the de facto manager fire the manager or something right because you're like i could do that you know just fine no no we had two managers then they both quit they both they quit they both quit i would do the same thing if i was your manager yeah anyway (laughs) they both quit and then it was just like well there's no one else i don't see how you do that and you're able to take on so many roles in this shit like I uh, i don't either i don't know what i'm doing and you've been doing this a long time yeah. And uh, when we were in a band together, I remember not having really to try very hard. Only I just had to play guitar. That's all I had to do. That's all I was expected to do and show up. 
like there was always shows and places to be right. and I'm wondering where it's coming from but he was booking all the stuff so uh, once that went away <laughs> you know I realized what it was <laughs> like, damn now I gotta do this shit yeah and we didn't I just booked shows at the Vortex every week or something but uh that's but yeah, was going the time anyways, the fucking vortex, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's you've been doing this a long time, and now you have a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm wondering how you seem to have a lot of drive in you. You always have, but I'm wondering how that's affected you or whatever. Well, luckily at this point, we <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody farted. Yeah, you got to get. Chair mics. <laughs> yeah, we do need butt mics. Sorry. Uh, anyway. No, no, no. The, yeah. I think I think I think we're you know at this point we're lucky enough to to be able to just uh, we don't have to seek out anything anymore. Like people are coming to us, and we just decide what we can or can't uh, do. So you're like we were wolves or something. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, you that's know. good. So, I mean, like, this, this is still paying the bills for you, right? Or you, you well, I mean, not, not 100%. Yeah. yeah, not 100%, yeah, but yeah. it helps out a lot. When we go on tour, we can we can pay our rent while we're going. You know, like, yeah. we're not losing money, per right. se. You, you know, we, we can go away for two months, come home, pay our bills, pay our rent, come home with some extra money in our pockets, and then and then it's like, okay, we got it. And, and yeah. we're lucky enough, too, to have uh, job situations that – are accommodating to our, uh, our our schedule, you know, right. and uh, are willing to you know support us. I guess. Right. Um, what would you say to people that are out there like right now that like have the drive and tenacity that you got to do it? You know, like like would you tell them to hey yeah keep going for this one hundred percent? Well, um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, if you want to do music, you then you should not stop. You just have to like you just have to be in. in receptive to like how people react to what you're doing and if it's not really working out uh you can like if you know that it's good right and and, and, and you know people are just being lame then yeah stick with it but, right you know if you, on, on the other hand you could step back and be like well this, this really is kind of lame. I got to. But you know, music, take, musicians, artists, different direction. all this, right. uh, you know, they're all crazy, you know? Uh, so how do you know? Well, I, I don't know. I, well, <laughs> I used if, to be a drummer. You, if you're delusional or if you really uh, think, no, you have a good I, product. I, I used I used to be the drummer in, in bands and I thought that was my, that was what I was. Yeah. But then I got sick of dealing with uh, you know, bandmates that were like the lead singer. Or, Zero cool, or, or naked. You know, I played bass players? with them after you left. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Do they still yeah. play blood sucking vampire. Oh no, it was, uh, like you left, and Stephen Weston came in, and then their bass player had to go do something, so I filled in for him for like two or three weeks. And like, so yeah, you I think in that connected. time frame, Stephen changed the name of the band like three times. <laughs> Isn't he like an attorney now? He is. He's an attorney. I remember now. you did that. You yeah. played drums for them for like two weeks. Why did you do that? Because we were doing a lot of stuff at that time. Well, you know, I used to just do as much as I could. Yeah. I mean, what else was I gonna do? It wasn't really. We were in high school. Or yeah. I mean, or, or was that after high school? I can't no, remember. it was the high school. Two thousand two. Oh, was at the KC. Had Hall to have been, and, uh, you know, yeah. last year of high school, if not right out of high school. Yeah. I mean, but you, you know, guys moved to Austin, like you know, pretty much right after high school. I just so. used to do as much as I possibly could, you know, throw just throw it all in, you know. Well, how'd you go from playing the drums at fuck being the lead singer, ringing? I mean, I just star, you know, know, I was writing songs in the band I was in, and yeah. like at, at a certain point, they were like, "Oh, we can't play that. Like, it sounds too much like this or that." And I was like, "You guys are insane." So like, you know, you've always had that problem too. I, yeah, so pushing like, songs through, but they were always good songs. Yeah, so like, I, you know, I started my own band. Yeah, I said I'm gonna sing. I'm tired of like telling someone else that they, you know, like how they should sing it. I'm yeah, just right. gonna do. It. And then everything kind of changed. My whole life like changed. You know, I mean, I, what, what what is ridiculous? Look where you're at now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I just knew like, okay, I've got to, I've got to like take this risk. You know. Uh, you know, like still, people didn't take me seriously at first, but uh, I knew. I mean, of course, this was at a time when all everyone was like trying to sound like 
ACDC yeah. or, or trying to sound like Bob Dylan. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it was like a weird time. So my whole thing was like, where's the crazy noise music? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's play that. <laughs> right. Like, we're, we're not going to... Like, we're not cool then? Like, Jet or something? <sighs> yeah, something Jet, like The that. Strokes, yeah. White Stripe, you know, like... Yeah. I was just like, we're going to play this stuff. It doesn't matter if it's been done before. What matters is that we're experiencing it like for ourselves yeah. now, because like we're never gonna get to see, like you know, my bloody Valentine. <laughs> so we're gonna make this music right. so we can at least like feel like, what was it like to to stand in front of a guitar amp with this sound coming out of it? Right. And then like a couple of years after my bloody Valentine reformed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Hey, this this band over here doing this thing. Uh, I think we, we might need be to get relevant back again." Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and I went to their show, their second show in the U.S. with his sixteen. That was that was insane, dude. Yeah, like I mean that that was like. I mean, it was so loud. I was having like my chest was vibrating, and I coughed up like phlegm from my chest yeah. from standing. Because you know they play this just pure noise for twenty minutes. Yeah. With no, there's no structure. It's just like it's like an earthquake <laughs> for twenty minutes. <laughs> and like, Too bad they're not playing tonight. It sounds like you need some of that. Yeah, that w- that would help. You're a little under the weather. That would help uh, tonight. Yeah. So we do appreciate you coming by, Elliot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything, you're, you're, anything for my pals. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he we're said gonna, it. We're going to take this time to take a, one more short little break, and <laughs> we'll be back here in just a minute. <laughs> Have you ever licked your friend's eyeball and then touched his butt at the same time and whispered in his ear, can you make me a fried chicken sandwich? I have. Have you ever told your neighbor that you like the smell of their septic tank and then cut open a hole from your toilet and uh, forgot what you were going to do in the first place? I have. Have you ever gone to the grocery store and uh, told the waitress that you were going to take a kid down to the record store and buy him a Pantera album? I have. Have you ever did something so stupid that you regret it? For the rest of your life. And then you kill yourself because you were so stupid to do it in the first place. I have. That was great. Thank you. That was awesome. A long time ago. Uh, yeah, so we're back here. and uh, Back. Real talk with Elliot Frazier. At Studio D. Of Ringo Death Star fame, Studio Daniel. <coughs> but we're gonna start at the beginning here, you know. And let's, yeah, you can do that. You can fart, but no. <laughs> so, what made you want to play the drums? Man, I don't even know. You were what, twelve? I was twelve. I think it was like Green Day's Dookie or something. Was it <laughs> that, or because your cousins were already playing and you wanted to be a part of it or something? Um, no. I don't I don't really I don't really remember what caused us all to play. You know, Urbana or was it Ashlon? He was the oldest, I guess. No. Not really. I just remember being drawn to the drums in 6th grade for some reason. Cuz you're a caveman and you like, you know, hitting things, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so you played drums. How quickly did you get good at it? Did you think you were good, anyways? A year, maybe? Took me a year with guitar. I mean, I, I, I was air drumming. with. I had a snare drum, and I would air drum for the rest of the drums. <laughs> and I would try and play, like, you know, when I come around and right. a basket case and that kind of stuff. But you were able to play it. Yeah, I could play it. I don't know. Like, it's had, pretty fast stuff, and, like, a lot of people couldn't hang yeah. these things. But. You know, I'd always been sort of, like, a geeky, like, 
frail, like loser kid that was not, you I know, could like see that. I wasn't a jock or anything. And I finally found something that I was good at. And, you know, my, my, my mom was hoping it would just be a phase. Like, you know, <laughs> I like mowed my grandmother's lawn all summer to pay for my first drum kit and all that. And, uh, yeah, yeah I remember going over there after school, you know, and like, wasn't a huge house at all, yeah. you know? And so when he's playing the drums, I mean, there's no talking in the house. You can't hear each other talk, and you just have to wait for two hours for him. And he did yeah, it every day. I would play day. two hours every day for like four years. <laughs> I mean, every day. We're just watching Jeopardy. Thank God Jeopardy has, you know, it writes out the questions. <laughs> right? So, but, but yeah, so no of course. to sit there on while you're waiting. Yeah. You start with your cousins, the brain, and Ashlon, of course. You form. Yeah, we formed. And there was Jonathan Stovall was there. Don't forget him course yeah i remember him trying to be the 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 head guy and he was telling us we had to we had to play all white instruments and he he said we're gonna go with classic white (laughs) (laughs) and uh i remember i I had that that. i had that snare drum and 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 we would there was a there was a chair there was a there was an office chair and I took a, a, a grill, like a like a grill from the Boy Scouts or something, like, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I stuck it in the back of the office chair, so it was like, you know, suspended there. Right. And I would hit that for the <laughs> hi hat, and I would like, you know, kick like a suitcase for the kick drum, and then we would try and make like a demo, like right. a recording, because like my uncle had a four track cassette recorder, <laughs> and so, like, I remember the first time we recorded this song called Silver Yugo. <laughs> we were at my parents' house. Uh, my, my my dad was having a fish fry. Uh, I think my aunt from New York, uh, who lives in New York, was in town. And uh, I think uh, my cousin uh, Brandon, just he just got his new uh, gremlin bass <laughs> that day. Who's on so, his way here, BTW, I think. Oh, great. <laughs> so we were, we were like, let's make this demo. So... Uh, they didn't have amplifiers at my parents' house. Yeah. I had the drum set. So I'm in my room. They are... Uh, what is this, like 1970? 96. 96. <laughs> There's no amps? They, no, I mean, not, not, no drums? It was all on the fly. No, I had <laughs> yeah. the drums. I had the drums. Right? Yeah, you guys are just and, improving uh, and, and And I think Ashlon had an acoustic guitar. Or he might have had the little... I can't remember. Anyway... <laughs> Ashlon and Brandon were in the hallway outside my bedroom with the door closed and the tape recorder was just like a microphone on it was like this old thing with a t a black and white TV and a cassette deck with yeah. a, with a microphone and uh so Brandon had his bass and he Brandon had his bass and he put he touched the the head stop to this thing so the vibrations would Go travel in it. I remember hearing about this yeah yeah, yeah. and so like he played and I like that, that. And, and we closed the door, and I played the drums, you know, and, and I couldn't hear them. We, we memorized the song, yeah. so like, I clicked like eight times, <laughs> and we just played it. And then Ashlon was singing and playing guitar, and he was like, you know, a little bit away from the microphone, and, and there it was, like, you yeah. could hear everything. And yeah, then, it actually sounded fine. Fucking <laughs> like MacGyver's of know. music and shit. You know? I, heard, I mean, you know, that's, that's how we had to do it back right. then. I used to record drums on a on the boom box on one tape yeah. and then play it play it out of a different boom box and then play guitar along to the boom box of drums right. into another <laughs> boom box yeah. with a tape like. yeah <laughs> once i started doing it i had the you know you had the uh, uh the sound recorder on the computer and we had the little mic off of there so i would record one thing yeah and uh stop like i would record singing and guitar or something and then I would go back and just, you have to record a completely different thing and just kind of guess. And I was just like clapping or something. <laughs> and I'd play it all at the same time and just record the sound off of the computer. So there you have a song with like multi tracks. <laughs> but it yeah. sounded like shit. But yeah, I mean, I remember fun. when we went to that that studio over there next to Basic Foods and paid. Yeah. It's not 60, Basic Foods, isn't there anymore? I heard, I heard. Yeah. Sixty dollars an hour to yeah. record on Cakewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cakewalk. And that's when subsequently downloaded for free off the internet because yeah. we had a 
you know. And but we were we didn't guy. we didn't brain. realize yeah. that we have the brain. We didn't realize though, with all the brain's brain power, <laughs> <laughs> we we did not realize that we could have like we we at that point we had everything we needed. Like if if this was today. Like we would have been, we could have made an album, and it would have been like on Spin magazine yeah. with that gear. <laughs> right. like, you know that band Waves. Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> right. like like our shit sounded like higher quality than that. Like you know, we still thought that you had to go to a real studio. Yeah, and this was like and real and had something foam down. on the walls and you know yeah. uh, isolation. Yeah. Uh, whatever we were uh, you know we were still paying people to record us but the guy you could see he never used the program before yeah it was like most of the time (laughs) we spent there and i guess we're paying him by the hour he looked like he had no idea it looked like he he kept hitting help and like uh you know on the computer there (laughs) yeah but then yeah so still in the money i mean the next thing we did i was in the band which there's already been some changes that we're skipping over but well, we, you know, before that, we went to uh, Sing Sing Studios twice for some reason. Yeah, but we, those recordings were cool. Yeah, but w- they were so expensive and a waste of money. When like, I met you guys, I've met you uh, ninth grade. Uh, I'd never seen you before. We had English AP together. And uh, <laughs> remember the first day or something, we had to write. Uh, there was partners, and we had to write about the... <laughs> The other partner, you know, and go up and tell this fucking story. I don't remember who I got, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> Matt Russo had you. And so he told your whole story. And I remember looking over at you, and you, you just were turning red, you know, like you do. Was it as was it as boring as this episode? Yeah, it was a little more boring. It said something about Lumberton, and that's why I started calling yeah, it Lumberton. Yeah, to Lumberton. <laughs> But, well, uh, but you know, for those of you in Beaumont and uh, listening at home, we went to uh, Sing Sing Studio, which was on Highland Avenue. Which is and not there anymore. Who knows what it is now? Yeah. Uh, but it was it was ADAT with it was ADAT uh, twenty four track with a Mackie eight bus mixer with an, with some Avalon preamps, and and the secret weapon was the RLX cider. You know, they t- they High told us stuff. they told us like. This is, you know, and then they also said, yeah, bring in like, you know, a CD, like literally I quote, bring in something you want it to sound like. So we bring in like in utero (laughs) (laughs) and we're like, we want it to sound like this. And he's like, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but those recordings sounded pretty good. I remember being, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun. Like I couldn't believe when I met you guys. Like, I thought I was way better than you guys. That's how I walked in. <laughs> Just before I heard a thing, I was like, these guys are dorks. I'm about to show them what's up. And they're like, what do you got? And I was like, I usually uh, like to start out with a little Van Halen. And I'm like, you know, whatever. And they're just like, all right, well, that'll do. That's all this guy's got? That's all this kid's bringing to the table? Play a fucking song. They didn't care. But they were writing songs. Recording songs, doing everything, and they would pass the tapes around at school and shit. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, then we threw that festival. I just thought it was awesome, and they were like really good songs. Lose-a-palooza. That was yeah. That came later. The first Lose a Palooza. Maybe which, we should bring back a Lose a Palooza. Yeah. <laughs> I think we only did like two, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we rented out the KC Hall out on. Uh, yeah, we made a bunch of money. In, in, Amelia, Amelia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, still there. They have fish fries. I think maybe this Friday. Well, <laughs> yeah, man, we, we, you know, because uh, th- then as it is now, there's never anywhere to play in Beaumont. There's one place at a time. Yep. Yeah, but always it sucks the art for the studio. kids. Like, at least we got creative. We started renting places. Well, then, but because of us, they stopped letting you rent yeah. places. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there was, like, drug use in the parking lot. Right. You know, like, no Casey Hall person wants to see, like, a kid shooting up heroin in the parking lot. Well, I don't think they had it. I think it did. Heroin? I know little who, kids? I know, I remember, know who Remember I know going who to Casey was. Hall? was real chill. Then all of a sudden, cops started showing I know up. Who, and I think <laughs> the main problem was, like, beer bottles. No, I know, who, I know who had some... Some hardcore drugs out there. Boy, my life could be completely different if you would have just let me know about that yeah. back then. <laughs> my liver would be so much healthier right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, hey, what was that place? District Plaza. I think it's a church now across the highway from Chili's. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. That was the place. When people yeah. started putting on shows there, it was like, whoa, cool, like a new cool place. And yeah. It didn't last. Yeah, yeah, I only went to one thing there. I think the Koopas played or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, that was the day after we got back from the Very Ultra Tour. Right, okay. So let's skip over time. Mayday conquers the world, yeah. uh, right? Not really, but uh, we always struggled, I think, uh, being like this odd band, maybe. Just wrong place, wrong time, you know. Maybe, yeah, but uh, we out of out of touch with the. But we were on to something there towards the end. We kept growing. We did, uh, and the songwriting and everything got way better. We could have we could have taken over the world. But again, the the standards. I wanted to bring this up, and I talk about this a lot with people. Just it's like with everything that I do. Just in that band. Like, if you would bring in a song, and believe me, I brought in really bad songs, like, in the beginning. <laughs> one was uh, Engine it. Number 109. <laughs> Engine Number 109? <laughs> Which I, I think I still remember how to play it, but it was just horrible. Really? Really? Like, you know, you, let me grab this guitar real quick. No, but there was good stuff later, too. Like, uh, uh, like later on, uh, Elliot brought in some riffs. Uh you know, everybody was always writing in that band, which was yeah. cool. The cool thing about Mayday was we had we had so many ideas, and then we would just put them together, like yeah, s- stuff that was unrelated. And then, like you know, you listen to our songs. <laughs> there's like 20 parts in them because, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, keeps changing it, it, parts. It just, it just go. You, well, it just it would just <laughs> stop abruptly. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then go into like a disco part. Like it was like it was like a bad brains like yeah. song, and then it would go into a funk song. Like you know, we just would just very very creative splice things together. Like oh, no, but there was this, this crazy. approval process. Yeah, like I think maybe Ashlon really uh, kind of was the. Maybe the the final voice, I think, just like no, that's no good. You know, that's what he would do. And like, <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. It's too poppy. It's too poppy. That was a thing back then. Too yeah. poppy. Too poppy. Too he poppy. had songs. We don't want to be successful, right? <laughs> he had like three songs that became later became very ultra songs. We couldn't play them in Mayday because they were too poppy. Too poppy. That's why we kind of started, yeah, working. Or eventually we used those, and that became. Like very ultra's <laughs> biggest hit, played on Big Dog 106. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there now, whatever. Mayday happened. We were little kids. We, we were we, we, we were just away. we were just too. We were still too much under the control of our parents. I think was, yeah. was and a then, problem. And then freedom all of a sudden. Yeah. Coming to Austin, all this discovering Alex Jones and conspiracy <laughs> theories. Nine Eleven happens. Yeah. All this shit. And then, uh, yeah, whatever. You get in a wreck and you have to move back home. Yeah. That last shit that we did. We tried to keep Mayday going, but it uh, just didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. We were kind of being mean to each other at the end. <laughs> then me, him, uh, Elliot, and Jackson tried something for like a week. Yeah. Right after that. Surfer music? No. <laughs> no. Actually, that's interesting because shortly after that, he, I mean, we just fell apart. That fell apart really quickly and... We went separate ways. Yeah, I tried to start something with Daniel then, actually, <coughs> uh, but it just it just didn't work. It, out. it wasn't working. <laughs> Daniel isn't the guy he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, back then. So I think we met at like the Waffle House or something. And like, uh, uh, you know, uh, if we're gonna do it. Might as well do it together, you know. It's it sound like that. So I'm yeah. the guy with half a face on Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it happened, whatever. And then uh, we ran into Brandon, right? I was playing in Lost City Souls, and I got yeah. in a fight with Jimmy kind of because he kept singing over my lead parts. Damn, that's some Brian Jones how massive. Yeah, yeah sure. I quit like after a week. I was like, dude, I got this in. Whatever, it's over. So they got Brandon to play guitar. I'd never seen this guy in my life. Yeah, who's yeah. this fucker? Yeah, I'm just over there just hanging out. I would do that every day. Oh, he's from Buna. At the White House. <laughs> he's from fucking yeah, Buna. From fucking Buna. <laughs> Buna. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like this dopey looking guy. Well, that was to me like, you know, <laughs> to me at that time, that was um, something that was cool that was happening was like all these people from all these city little towns yeah, right, like coming right. all around, party yeah. in Beaumont and stuff. And we, we were practicing... In uh, in China, 
like a yeah that like, came later yeah well yeah but you know we would have these I was parties. telling this story when yeah. I came out of the shower once with a, a tied towel around like a cape <laughs> and I was naked and he tried to shove a drumstick up my ass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Based on a true story. Chris likes to get naked. <laughs> he did. Well, I there was a snare to. drum incident when he, he came out of the shower naked with a snare drum over his. You know, and, he did, and then he did a cartwheel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a much freer spirit. <laughs> he never did it around girls, though. It was only around the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, likes to, he gets naked a lot. Well, girls don't like that, you know? They like clothes, they like fashion. Well, there was a naked guy at a party in France. Chris, I'm not proud of this, but I can pick your thing out of a lineup. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I have a little dick. Uh, Anywho. Do you have a big dick? What do I you think, do? I think so. You really? I think it's you know, pretty nice size. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's the biggest, but it's not small. Hmm. Well, mine's small. It answers your question. It's bigger than yours. Okay. Anyway, so we're uh, we're, we're bringing you know we're, we're meeting people from all over the place because uh, you know we're now you know older. We're nineteen, twenty, and I think Brandon was twenty one or two. Right. Yeah, and he's uh, a little bit older than us. And so like, there's all these he other get us beer. people. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, like around and like right. Anyway, yeah, Gator and all like the eight counts from that side of town. Yeah, there's Buna. this Bunicine and uh, Grove. Groves. Buna and Groves are together because like they're connected by. Like, yeah, by the Bridge City, by the wharf. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's this whole thing happening, and it started to feel like something was happening, you know, and the, there was the the, the, the uh, house on Dewey. Yeah. And that, that everybody like, went there, metal bands, punk yeah. bands, everybody after yeah. their shows. Every weekend, people were playing, though. Yeah. All of us there was were The dorm playing. room was uh, a place to play. Yeah. Something was happening. It was really growing, and right then... Just maybe perfect timing, whatever. We met the guy with, <laughs> he's a dope, but, uh, you know, he had he a had good a cool face. guitar. Yeah, he had a cool <laughs> guitar. He was originally going to be the guitar player, but he just could sing way better than we could. So, okay, well, you're the singer. And it Great. was a different kind of singing than we yeah. were used to. But it, it was, was more poppy. Yeah, we, we decided to go. Going yeah, to the we decided to now. go. Let's go pop. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Thing. You know, we've been telling, been saying yeah. no about the pop. Let, let's give it a try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was our that was our mission. Our training. Right. Uh, we went against all of our training, or my training, whatever. You know. Yeah, you go with the. We got big D on base. And big D, that was just by default. I went to his house. Uh, uh, we. Met this guy, uh, me and Elliot are going to jam today because he lived down the street from me at the time. Right. And that's that's Dustin Godet for yeah. all you. <laughs> yeah. Why, don't, why aren't we friends anyway? I don't know. You're not listening. Let's okay. call him. Anyways. He's doing sound there, for it. Then. And he's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Can I can? I was like, uh, can we borrow your amps? He's like, yeah, I don't care. And they're very ultra. He had, he had yes, a full back go. line. He yeah. had a badass. I had, I had nothing. So. Back line. Yeah. So, yeah. Very Ultra was born with super awesome equipment. <laughs> yeah. Mesa Boogie amps, you know. <laughs> uh, everybody's solid. Right. Boom. Yeah. And, and then we, we recorded an album. Dustin worked at. Uh, we played our first show. It was like three songs. We latched on to somebody else's show. And the next day, the, uh, we had an interview in the paper or something. You remember that? Yeah. And they're like, everybody's talking about you. <laughs> it's the weird. poppy. And I, I, I still have that. <laughs> but that Megan, thing, and I'm wearing uh, the. Uh, Megan wrote that article. That was in the. Uh, the, uh, the Examiner. Was, Examiner, yeah. That yeah. was something else. The other guy from Kung Fu Grip. Uh, interviewed us today. Oh, was that, and then we had to play that show at the art studio, and they got the green M and M's. Oh, can we? What do you guys have any special requests? I mean, I said green M and M's, and they really, they really did it. They got you green yeah. M and M's. Yeah, things were getting crazy, and we it was really. We thought, yeah, we thought just, we were just fucking like. like it was set. It was set, and then we met this manager. He came from Houston to see us, and we kept playing after the cops told us to stop. Yeah. And it was badass. And everybody loved it. 
This guy just started. Did we opened for the Buzzcocks. Yeah, he hooked us up with that shit. We nice. played. We opened for Sammy Hagar at the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. <laughs> and that was my last show. Nah. That was the day I quit. <laughs> I love that at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the day I quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> made it to the Super Bowl. And then we were the done. first first band of the day <laughs> of at, the day before at the pre party, like that was in downtown Houston or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Chris quits, joined the Trinidad fiasco. Yeah, yeah. I was already in the band, <laughs> and just as oh, you yeah. predicted. Yeah, you're like one day you're gonna have to make a, a choice, and it's gonna be this man or something. But by that time, I mean these guys were shopping at Wet well, Seal. Every, everything and, uh, fucking started falling apart. I'm not gonna do that. I mean, you know, it all kind of went to shit after you left, anyway. Well, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> no offense to Billy. I well, mean, you know, he's when Dustin see see first first started going to shit. Yeah, cause that's like, what because Dustin, we got a gig in Lake Charles, you yeah. know. And and it was paying fifty dollars, and Dustin didn't want to do it. Right. And so I was like, "Fuck that, we're going." <laughs> and like Dustin wouldn't go, so we we're just like, "Fuck him, we're, we're gonna get." Yeah. So we got Vince, right, uh, McClelland, and uh, Dustin didn't take it too well. I think <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure uh, that he recorded a whole album's worth of songs with Daniel on drums. Yeah. Just like letting all letting out all of his anger at, at, at us for kicking him out of the band, and I don't know if, if Chris knows about this album. Do you know about this album, Chris? What album? The one Dustin recorded right after we kicked him out the of Very Ultra album. And he like with Daniel on drums, and it was like a punk album where he's like basically saying, "You're a bunch of fucking dicks, you assholes." What? Yeah, you didn't know about this? No, I don't think so. Oh, I think when wow. I think that's what it is. That there yeah. is an album like that that we gotta get a hold of it. Daniel told me that that's what it was. I just think he hates me. I thought we were friends for a I while. Wonder if Daniel's got the album. He does. Oh, Daniel wow. should be walking he through the door about that. any minute it's now too. Hey. Anyways, uh, so anyways, Fairy Ultra goes to shit. Yeah. But why? I quit. Like I had a, a decision to make, and I felt kind of pressured. At the end, well, I kind of felt I was getting pushed out a little. Don't bit. don't leave out the, the don't leave out the debacle I, with uh, with Cliff Jones. That yeah. So what? I fucked up there. Well, no, he fucked up because he's the yeah. one. That, and we never like, heard those fucking. He's tapes. the one that was a drug addict and fucked over everybody. Yeah, I that mean, happened here. Everybody. In yeah, that was a lot of our money that we spent to nine hundred dollars. Yeah, well, that was a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that we spent to record. These were. Uh, uh, what, like three songs that we did? Two yeah, songs? three. Uh, and one was like our kind of our closer, our strong song that Elliot wrote that was rejected by Mayday. Tappy. Autumn Leaves You, right? That Autumn Leaves work. You, yeah. That was our big hit. So we had that, and then we had a really cool new song that we had. Uh, I don't remember what the other one was, but like... Uh, Rx, right? Maybe we do RX. Anyway, no. So so like, so we did the, those two songs. My friend in town, Frenchie, who owns the studio, his the band, bubble. his yeah, the bubble. So his band was. Give me one, Chris. Me too. His band was a uh, recording with Cliff Jones, big hotshot producer from England. Uh, yeah. in the, his band was Gay Dad. Gay Dad. Um, right. He wrote a he wrote a book about Pink Floyd. Uh, the story behind every. Uh, Pink Floyd's song. He's a music journalist and record producer. Anyway, Frenchie was trying to help out some bands that yeah. he was friends with. Like, right. So he hooked us all up with Cliff. He, it was us, the Applicators, and Faceless Werewolves. And I didn't even know all that. And Cliff did some sessions. We did it to tape, you know. This, this was 2003, all right? Yeah. We were recording on <laughs> yeah. tape. Real deal recording. We were like going all tape. night, like, Getting a drum track or some yeah, guitar yeah. track right, like, like doing really a hundred times. For it. Yeah, so like the session's over. This is like a week before Thanksgiving. Cliff is like he's taking the tapes back to England, and he, nice. <coughs> whoa, <laughs> you know he's like telling us all this shit. Like I'm gonna bring it into Peter Gabriel's studio and mix right. it there. Yeah, all this bullshit. We never he you know he fuck he took our money. Who and knows it was what the fuck he did with those when, tapes? I snorted over him, snorted a bunch of drugs. I would just love to over hear everyone. That. I just want to hear that yeah. one song, forty one forty one. Yeah, I think where we had the weird it. noise from the 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 console. 
There, Maybe. The, 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 there was a weird noise on this one channel that cool we recorded. Song, yeah. Damn, Chris. Like, this sounds cool. Yeah, that stinks. I'm sorry. Anyway. Bad. <laughs> he screwed Can over. smell that out there, listeners? <laughs> he screwed over lots of people. So we thought, you know, we, we, we thought like but there that were was more nefarious uh, reasons at that yeah. time. But it turns out the dude just like fucked over. Even before that, everyone. while we were recording it, I remember I was having trouble. Like, uh, I, uh, somebody's here, maybe, or whatever. It's a cat. Oh. Uh, I, uh, like, one example is Autumn Leaves You, which is a song, it was our strongest song, and this was strange. Uh, we were, like, really beating the shit out of this song, like, trying to lay it out, you know, lay it down. But this song was already written, you know, we were used to playing it. And uh, then I remember Frenchie coming in and like the the consensus maybe it was Cliff's notes, Cliff notes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was like, "There's no uh, defining course." I remember this, yeah. and I'll never forget that. It's like, what does that mean exactly? Uh, and then I was like, "Well, I just kind of that's how this song is," I said, or something like that. Like, I you know there is no vocals on the chorus. It's just like an anthem kind of. It's just like you make up, it's like an imaginary word or something. But everybody else, all three of these motherfuckers were like, uh, yeah, I always thought that. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know? Well, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? They Why don't we say something we, at they practice? They suggested or that something? we uh, move the, the, uh, the bridge. Yeah. What we had is Make the bridge, that the chorus. The chorus. Yeah. There's your chorus. Anyway. That was just stupid. Try to fucking rearrange the song. And then I was trying to do something on the other song, like playing it like I always did. And this is something that they were actually right about. Uh, you know, I was just immature. I think about this a lot. Like, Chris, uh, just save it for when it's your time. You know, kind of. Because I, I have this way of playing, you know. Where I think I'm fucking Van Halen or Hendrix, well, like playing yeah. over the vocal line or something. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it affects that. I mean, I this, just didn't this realize shit was so like different than what we were used to doing, you know. But I called mm-hmm. them. I got mad. And I called them. You're just a couple of old farts. You don't know what's cool. We know what's cool. We're telling you. you know? <laughs> and there was like a tension. I was alone with them in the room, but that wasn't good. <laughs> but anyways, we lost that. All this for me affected me, and I was just like, "Fuck it," you know. And I just quit. And you gave me back in black, and that was it. <laughs> and I went to College Station because that night I had a fiasco show over there, and it was the shittiest show. And I was like, I made a big mistake. <laughs> See, I, I was playing Super Bowl mistake. parties and shit. Now, well, you, now you're not. <laughs> but then there's this whole era after that. I have no idea what happened. I mean, Very Ultra just kind of, you know, everybody went nowhere. Went nowhere. Just we moved back up to like Austin. White noise, you know. <laughs> we moved back to Austin, and um, yeah, I mean, nothing really happened. You got Billy from, you know, Sidewinder, Elvis. Well, no. Elvis. As soon as we moved back. As soon as we moved back, great guitar player. I, uh, well, yeah, Billy, the guy who replaced Chris, right. great guitar player. It had to be. He had he had a collection <laughs> of like twelve guitars. I was like, dude, you should use all of those at a show because yeah. I was like getting into Sonic Youth, right? And that's when I wrote these two songs. Uh, one one was called Summertime, and one was called Some Kind of Sad. And they didn't want to play those songs. And then there was this other song I wrote called We All Know, which I stole. Yeah, I just like rearranged it and it became a Ringo Dessar song called In Love. Anyway, <laughs> we, we moved back to Austin. Two weeks later, I was playing drums for Frenchie's band, Young Heart Attack, on a tour supporting Peaches, which was pretty insane. So Brandon got jealous. He was living with me at the time. Right. And, you know, me and him and Billy had a huge fight. You know, just everything. Just <laughs> Billy, too? He seemed so nice. Well, Bill. Billy and his girlfriend, like Billy's girlfriend, lived next door, in the, you know, like like in this apartment complex. Yeah. And yeah, like there was this huge fucking, huge fucking fight. <laughs> I asked you if there was compression on this. There is compression, but there's also room noise. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. So yeah, you guys were a bunch of bitches, and you couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I decided. It just I'm, fell apart. But what were the two songs? What were you saying? Summertime. Yeah, that became Ring of Death Star songs. Yeah, so you're already and moving some away. Some kind of sad, yeah. 
They told okay. me that we they could you know we can't play these songs. They sound too much like Jesus and Mary Chain or or Sonic Youth, you know, whatever. Hmm. So some kind of sad became the song that got Ringo Death Star everything. Like yeah, that was we, the... you know we recorded it with Frenchie, and uh, it got on MySpace. This record label in the UK put it out, um, and then we recorded an EP. And uh, that EP, I mean, you know, just it was on MySpace, and people started, you know, it was a crazy time. I don't it's know. It's okay, people, yeah. People Real on talk, MySpace. The original Real Talk got their start on MySpace. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Well, some of the kids out there might not know about MySpace, you know. <laughs> I guess they, yeah. That right. is true. MySpace was, a, it was way different than Facebook. Or, and if what? anybody's listening, go to our My MySpace page and, like, Send me my pictures that are on that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody listening? Is anybody here? Anybody? So the next thing you know, we're in Japan because of MySpace. And, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Here comes Daniel. Daniel is home. Here comes a Coke burn. Oh, boy. He doesn't look too pleased. Anyway, uh, you know, we did, we did uh, Summertime and that song In Love. On a seven inch, and everyone uh, thought it was cool. So, Not everyone, yeah. but more people. There you have it, folks. More the people than ever would have history. known about Very Ultra. The definitive history of Elliot Frazier. Right, it's like pretty much beginning to end right there. But yeah, too well, bad we, we put it at the ending of the show. I know, the like a whole hour. In the middle. <laughs> yeah, it was really in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I should have. Yeah, that was good. We should have. But I think we're running a little long on our show time here. Yeah, so we're running okay. out of tape. Three hours. We're gonna. We could do that. We, we could have, do we've that. Had a three-hour show. We no, could. Daniel, on the record, is there an album <laughs> with you and Dustin Goday that he wrote ap- right after he was kicked out of Very Ultra? Yes. Chris did not know about it. I never knew that. Let's play a track off of that album right now. Uh, do you well, got? Okay. You have that album, Daniel? He does. You got it here. He does. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. You played it in the car. You played it in the car. All right, let's oh, wrap this that. thing up and let's, let's wrap it up. Um, uh, let everybody know where they, they can go online or whatever, uh, website, anything like that, find any of y'all stuff. Ringo Death Star. Uh, Wait a minute. Did the band name come from when we, in Mayday? Yes. Were, okay. Ah! Can't say that on the air, <laughs> but I just, now I have closure. Go ahead. Yeah. Plug yourself. Uh, uh, RingoDeathStar.org. Uh, Facebook.com slash Ringo Death Star. Google.com. <laughs> Just type in Ringo Death Star. Uh, Instagram. Ringo Death Star official. Because some asshole with two followers is called Ringo Death Star. Oh, nice. Son of a bitch. Twitter, you, you got Ringo Death Star. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Well, we want to Ringo Death Star at gmail.com. Gmail. Is that for your mailing list? Huh? Uh, Fans yeah. can mail on in. You can just contact us. So you, you, you like play shows there and you're like, uh, uh, sign our mailing list. No, 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 no. <laughs> we have a, sometimes we have a piece of paper at the merch table. But generally we don't really talk during the show. Uh, well, we talk during this show. And we've uh, done you know, plenty. maybe we say you know, <laughs> if I do talk, it's like a shtick. Like I'm. There's a really no banter. Sp- it, it's like There's Chris no, Farley like... on on Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Like, like you black, know, sheep. Yeah, yeah. black sheep. Black what, sheep. Yeah, black sheep. Yeah. Same movie. I could use some peanut butter cups right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the sequel. We're gonna we're Tommy gonna wrap Boy. it up. Uh, go check us out on Facebook um, at Real Talk Texas. Go look at us on our website at realtalkbelmont.com. Go look at us on our YouTube page at Real Talk. Beaumont. Also, be on the lookout for our new Studio A Sessions <coughs> Unplugged series coming out. Our first show will be out. Um, we're recording our first show Wednesday. Probably going to air after this. Doesn't matter. We're yeah. recording our first show Wednesday with the Ramblin' Boys, so that'll all be good fun. And Elliot, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Thanks, thanks you very much. Thanks for having me. Did real you have fun? Real talk. Real talk. Bam. Okay. <laughs>